The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! That's a very ordinary whiskey. <laughs> if this is the devil's cut, I no longer fear hell. How's that? Well, we'll talk about the devil's cut later. Um, right now, let's talk about the devil, who is Mr. Joe Rogan. <laughs> who, that swollen-headed cunt. Um, it sucks, man. Like, I used to... I mean, I think both of us were fans of Rogan back in the day. Oh, yeah. Flashback, what, eight years ago, nine years ago? He, I liked I, him when he was on fucking news radio. It, well, yeah. I mean, his words were written for him, so he excelled. Yeah, but, yeah. like... I mean, this he made was, people eat pig intestines on Fear on Factor. Fear Factor. Was, I know. mean, and let's be honest, he was a huge proponent of uh, medical marijuana. Yes, um, he was always on the forefront of that. He was also really um, in touch with MMA and UFC, and he, he he's a fighter. He understand. So for dumb, like dumbed down entertainment, like it was great background noise in my life to listen to Joe Rogan. He always had on guys that were either fucking crazy or this or that. And then the evolution of it, as soon as he went over to, well, prior to Spotify, he had some questionable people on his show. Yeah. I, I call questionable like um, Alex Dave, Jones was Alex a big Jones. One. But Alex Jones almost is, feels like an exception to the rule, only because he is so ridiculously out of the box yeah. on what he is. He's almost like a spectacle. So, like, if yeah. Alex Jones wanted to come on our podcast, we would definitely let him because he would be, he would be so entertaining. I mean, guys like Dave Rubin, who are grifters, Jordan, Jordan Peterson, Peterson, who's yeah. a fucking just, I don't know why this guy keeps getting the street cred well, that he he's gets. on there like twice a fucking month. It's, it's insane. Crazy. Yeah. He, yeah, he's on there in a tuxedo talking about, you know, there is no fucking racism. Like yeah. said the white Canadian in a tuxedo. Um, uh, he's, he's the worst and he he used to have a um, we're not going to make this about jordan peterson but he used to have a position on language that i partially agree with we've even expressed some of those thoughts on this podcast by virtue of you're talking about pronoun yeah creating a new way of speaking and interpreting speech right you know what i mean for him was sacrosanct which was hilarious because all speech has been done over the course of human history has consistently changed. That's why there's new words added to the dictionary every year Yeah, because we're evolving. My position, my position was always, I don't care if you change the language, that's fine, but I don't want to be persecuted when I get it wrong. No. And I think people are like, for instance, I, yourself included, I got a lot of trans friends. I've got a lot of gay friends. I've got a lot of, um, bi friends, non-binary. Um, and, um, 
the funny thing about most people is you're not going to get the wrath of hell put upon you for saying the wrong thing. They understand it's a process. You person by to, person. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, But you have to be able to acknowledge the fact that things are changing and not be so... What what do you my my question becomes what are you fighting for? Why are you so upset about this? Yeah. And it usually leads back to some sort of homophobia, some sort of like unwillingness to accept change. Of course. At, at the end of the day. But going back to going back to Rogaine and fucking his swollen fucking <laughs> the dome. Dude, his fucking HR fucking head, dude. Um he's he's doing uh hormone replacement, definitely. Um Oh no, he's Publicly. Publicly, yeah. yeah. No, that's not slander. He, he publicly does HDH and, and testosterone. Did therapy. you know I just started testosterone? Did you? Oh, good for you, man. Yeah, I didn't yeah. tell you. Um, no. It's prescribed by a doctor. I didn't yeah, yeah. get it cool. like, on Silk Road or anything. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're starting off in little baby snips just yeah. to see how it feels. I'm doing just a little bit once a month. I gave myself my first injection yeah. yesterday. Kind of weird. It's yeah. a weird feeling to stab yourself. Um, yeah. But uh, let's hope it works for the old kid. You know, I'm getting up well, there, brother. I'm we're, f- we're both at 50 that age. this year. Yeah. You know, I am so close to the sweet embrace of death. Um, <laughs> but Rogan versus Neil Young. Neil Young being kind of like the folksy archetype of all things fucking, you know, uh, when you think late 60s, you know, Neil Young's part of that zeitgeist of 100%. what that was. Um, and so he recently, over the course of the last week, said um, either you pull Joe Rogan off of Spotify. He, he was he deals with Spotify. All of his library of music is on there. Either you pulled Joe Rogan off of Spotify for his vaccine vaccine misinformation which, let's be honest, if he was doing the same thing on fucking YouTube, he would have already gotten three strikes 100%. because of the misinformation. Um, he said, either you pull him off or I'm taking down my music library, right? And what were you telling me about the financial kind of blowback of what's been happening? Like, what's been right. happening as of late? So from Neil Young's position, I'm going to just quickly be an advocate for him. He didn't call for the world to boycott Spotify or right. anything like that. This is not a censorship thing. Because right. first of all, Spotify is a private company. Yeah, they can do so whatever the fuck they want. His, his whole position was like, I'm just not going to be associated with a company that you know um, promotes this man. Right. Because I find this to be dangerous. And right. That was his position. Yeah. You don't have to agree with it. Based. You know what Based. I mean? Based. And he like, walked away from a ton of money in order to pull his catalog off of that. He, this is a principled stand. No, well... Let's be honest. It's not like you or I pulling our shit off of Spotify. I have my old band on Spotify. I don't think anybody would miss Ding Mao getting pulled down on Spotify. The thing about Neil Young is uh, my dad, I'm a huge fan of Neil Young. Um, I grew up listening fucking on loop, uh, Neil Young, when growing up. Um, the thing about him most people don't know is not only is he extremely wealthy off of his music career, he owns like 80,000 acres of land in Northern California. Yeah. Like this guy's, him going off of Spotify is is not going to be as much of a financial hit as it would be for other people. It would be a way bigger financial hit for Joe Rogan initially. 100%. And, and let's be honest, Joe Rogan could never turn on a microphone again and never have to work. His kids won't have oh, to work. Yeah. This isn't, It's it transcends a money thing. This is, like you right. said, a principled stance. Well, and back to the finances, it would affect Spotify in a big right. way because they would have to buy Joe Rogan out of his contract. 100 mil, right? Yeah. Ooh, Something like $100 million. Son. Just However. Write a check. 
But you said, what What about the whole stock? So in- the, they're reported yesterday morning, I believe, and these numbers are probably, you know, estimated. Right. Um, but they're saying they lost like $4 billion in market value. Right. Which is, I think, pretty big. That's a lot of money. You know what I mean? That's a lot of money. Um, because even though Rogan brings in 11 million listeners to Spotify. Every episode. Neil Young still brings in 6 million. Which is crazy. I mean, I guess it's not crazy. It's fucking Neil Young. I mean, this this is a guy that can... I mean, when you talk about songwriters of the last 50 years, yeah. he's going to be included in kind of the upper tier yeah, of sure. songwriters. Like, sure. I don't think there's a single person on this planet that hasn't heard a Neil Young song. I would um, hope not. I would hope not because he's a beautiful songwriter. Again, I grew up with him. Um, that being said, like that stunned me when you said that. Like, okay, Rogan gets eleven million, but he gets six. So it's not like people are not listening to his catalog on Spotify. And that's some of the argument that's been going around social. Or people are like, "Fuck it, no one listens to Neil Young. He's irrelevant." He's a, and I'm like, "Really?" He's... Yeah, you might want to stop with the irrelevant. Yeah, shit. you might want to check the data on that because he's been around for forty plus years right. doing this, maybe fifty years. No, it, if um, the fucking Ohio was written 51 years ago. Yeah. Think so about like, that. Think about it. And he's like 80. He's got to be 80 years old. Yeah. People are right. listening to fucking Harvest and Harvest Moon. And Jesus. Those, they're I hear, listening to it today, right I, now. I hear. Speak. No, as we speak, somebody's listening to fucking Hey, Hey, My, My or yeah. something. Someone's you know? playing old man to their son Dude. in a fucking truck right you wanna, now. You want to fuck me up? You want to fuck me up? Play that song. Right? It breaks me. Yeah. Every single time. I get annoyed. I'm like, I know this song. But every time it comes on, I'm like. <laughs> right, right. Because if you've ever had a father, which most of you have, um, that song will just take you right to the bone. Well, yeah. I'll but, tell you this. Like, in the world of podcasting, you definitely don't want to be on the wrong side of Joe Rogan, probably. But, like, also, I don't think we're competing with him. So um, I, <laughs> not yet. I will say, I mean, like I said before, the big thing about him is I was an advocate. It was funny because Rex, what was it? Maybe two years ago, I was barely hanging on to my Joe Rogan kind of like, no, listen, he's just a big dumb ape and he's fun to listen to. It's background noise. And she said a couple of years ago, we were first starting to date. She said, nah, she's like, that guy's. Yeah, he's not a good dude, and I'm like, what do you mean? Like, well, and, she, and so it's kind of like a, I told you so. When he first started, he was kind of riding on the momentum that Mark Maron had been building by interviewing colleagues and peers, right? And so in the early days, Rogan just used to have Com- comedians, yeah, buddies. Sometimes MMA guys and sometimes, you know, but it was always funny. It was always like a three hour, you know, smoke sesh, basically. Right. You know, but Which like, was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It and was sometimes very... you would just happen upon a conversation that would just blow you away. I mean, that happened. A hundred percent. But I think he latched. And by the way, he's allowed to evolve as a human and a sure. artist. Uh, you know, I would never take that away from him. I disagree big time with everything that he's saying. I don't have any problem with like there being public outcry. I don't want the man to be censored. No, you know what I mean. But I also don't want him getting people sick and hurt. 
by talking a bunch of bullshit. It's an interesting juxtaposition. When you have the ability to reach 11 million people every time you open your mouth, do you, as an quote unquote entertain, and this is the problem I'm having, um, it's like it's like a comedian going, they're just jokes. They're just jokes. Um, it's he gets to fall back on. I'm just a big dumb ape. It, they're just jokes. I don't know anything. Yeah. He gets to default back to Neanderthal whenever he wants, whenever he makes a mistake. Yeah. And it seems a little disingenuine when you're then and he's not asking questions. He's saying like definitively. And he had that uh, Australian uh, reporter on couple weeks ago and he was talking about um uh myocardiosis um the the heart inflammation that can potentially happen after vaccination for young men and he called him on it and said he's like well you're three times more likely to get myocardiosis if you get the vaccine and the guy was like well you're seven times more likely to get myocardiosis if you get covid and he was like that's not true i haven't seen that and then they brought up the fucking actual fucking study and he was like oh well i mean i don't know like it it he hides behind that persona that veneer so if you're gonna take an outward stance on science without being a scientist and somebody calls you on it, I think it's instead of moving the goalpost, which seems to be the default position for most people that are wrong about this, they just continually move the goalpost and you can never get there. Um, I think you bear a brunt of responsibility when you're talking to 11 million people of which I'm going to estimate you're not talking about like, the greatest minds on planet earth listening to Joe Rogan. You're listening there from confirmation bias and for people to talk about stuff that you want to hear based on your political positions. I'm sure there's brilliant people that listen to Rogan every week or every day. (laughs) You know what I mean? But I'm sure the preponderance of his listeners are kind of knuckle draggers, man. Yeah. They're a little bit lunkheads. They're, they're wearing heads. fucking affliction shirts you know, and they've yeah. got frosted tips and yeah. rhinestone, you know, yeah. it's almost like you should buy a bar in Durango. Yeah. Um, keeps a kettlebell in his backpack. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's his keychain. It's a 30 pound kettlebell. Um, Never Love know it. when you would do some swings, <laughs> bro. You never know. Bro. You never know. swings in while I'm waiting for my smoothie. <laughs> uh, fucking douchebag. No, it, the one thing that we'll, we'll, we'll get off this, guys, but still, we'll wrap this up. The fact that he had that one uh, scientist on that the right has been promoting as the inventor of mRNA when he was one of hundreds of scientists working on it. He hasn't fucking looked at a fucking mRNA fucking chain or scan in 30 years. He was part of the original group, but the fact that they, they like, they put this, uh, a moniker of like he's the creator it's so disingenuous and of course he's anti-vax without even understanding what it does now right. it's just it it drives me crazy um i never thought we'd get to a point in our lives where we're fighting with science and fact which you know they make the opposite argument with fauci you know like they're saying like well when's the last time fauci saw a patient when's the last time fauci you know you know i mean fauci's claim to fame and he's worked for i don't know how many fucking 40 presidents. he's been under like eight presidents yeah. um was like the forefront of fighting hiv in the 80s like right. you know he's been a trip but that all that being said like he's not exactly 
in the loop anymore as far as like what's going on boots on the ground. Right. Except that he has all of these organizations full of scientists that are doing it every day. Right. Giving him fucking reports. Yeah. Every fucking day. Right. You know what I mean? I would I would make the same argument when's the last time Donald Trump pulled up to a gas station and bought gas. Yeah, exactly. And he's making policy that he was making policy that affects gas prices. You don't have to fucking, it's the old adage like, oh, you don't know about this place. You've never been there. It's like, well, then I don't know anything about the fucking civil war because I wasn't there, but I can definitely do research on it. So I think that's a little disingenuous as well. A hundred percent. Give me that ouchie, bruh. Give me that jab, son. (laughs) I'll Um, take it. I'll take it. Uh, If you haven't guessed, we are back. (laughs) We are just two men. Riding on clouds with microphones yeah. and horrible bourbon. I, oh, and yeah. we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. But welcome back. We are in Cloud City. We are many, many, many miles above the Earth's crust. Uh, we are glorious. We are divine. We are in white robes and golden halos. That's how we roll these days. We have been promoted, and beans do not burn on the grill. This is the Whiskey Reel, the riskiest of wheels and the whiskiest of reels. Coming back, it is the middle of snowdown. I'm with my brother in arms. Uh, Sitting across from me is the magic man. He's got magic digits. (laughs) That's what I've heard. <laughs> Ladies, if you haven't been tested yet, you can actually go to Walgreens and pick up a test to see if you have the antibodies. It's possible, but I'd get it checked first. This is one Mr. Bobbeth Van Noyes of the Tallahassee Van Noyes. Huzzah. Huzzah. Well, I found out today that the opposite of Dorian Gray, wow, that was a nice turn of phrase. Yeah. Um, is trying to reverse those <laughs> effects. <laughs> Doing some TRT, baby. Do it, brother. I like that. I like it. And this week, you are the general manager of Snowdown. Yeah, brother. Yeah. I I want no legal responsibility. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. That's not good. No. That's not good. Um, Uh, Old friend of the podcast, she she was working at a local bar and told me that when you're sober during Snowdown, (laughs) all you can see is people (laughs) jawjacking. <laughs> oh, just li- dislocating their jaws. <laughs> That's all it's about. <laughs> it's a lot of clinching. They called it on. snowdown, not due to weather. <laughs> Oddly yeah, enough, yeah, there's no snow down no here. No snow, <laughs> um, except for saying. all the snow. Just figure it out on your own, everyone. Um, it is uh, good to be back. It's good to be here in Cloud City with my brethren. Um, it is the middle. Like we say, full disclosure, we're recording in the middle of a Saturday on what could be one of the most aggro days of the year for Durango, which is Snowdown, which should be a cabin fever celebration. It was originally designed to bring people out of their homes. They've been trapped, snow, cold. This kind of blow off steam after a bunch of time not seeing each other. How about a two-year cabin fever? That's what I'm saying. Even more so um, mid-COVID. I don't know if you guys know this, but there's still COVID. Um, yeah, just saying. Uh, you were saying there's a business owner in town that's anti-vax that's been in the hospital for two weeks. 
and yep. um, his wife has some medical issues as well. And uh, this is a world full of cautionary tales. I don't remember as a kid getting the flu, getting hospitalized. I don't well, no. remember that. I have okay. you ever okay. met someone that died of the flu? Never, ever, because they're dead. Yeah, <laughs> or they were in a nursing home somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Like that's who dies from the flu. Oh, great grandpa Joe. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Just saying. Oh, poor grandpa Joe. Oh, rest God. in peace. Rest in peace. Grandpa. Rest in peace. <laughs> wow. Wait. Rest in priest. I. I yeah, that was a weird that Freudian was a thing. Catholic <sighs> altar boy slip. I know. I uh, was almost raised Catholic. Where's Sean Moriarty when you need him? Yeah. Uh, anyway, Bobby, you. Uh, I made a joke. We went over to our <laughs> local um, purveyor. Now that we're in Cloud City, our local purveyor is a, just a heartbeat away. Um, and uh, they have a great selection of bourbon. Uh, Bobby has uh, many invoices out for work. And I believe uh, called himself broke dick. Yeah. That would be the proper phrase. So I knew going in, we're probably not going to be getting uh, anything, um, you know, too over the top. (laughs) That being said, uh, I made a joke. Bobby took that joke and he used my words against me. I did. Yeah. So what what did you get this week? So as we (laughs) pulled into the wagon wheel, our good friends at wagon wheel. Yeah. Exceptional. Uh, liquor store, dude. Sponsor the program. I mean, they they pack more liquor and more variety into their square footage. Like it's a little ridiculous. Yeah. the the quality of selection that they have in that tiny little for space. like four hundred square feet. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it's they ridiculous. Do, they do a really good job. They right. obviously kind of you know take the time to deal with their reps and bring in some decent products and some fun products. Amen. I eschewed all of that. <laughs> And I took your joke to heart as we pulled in. Aaron's like, you know what? Fuck it. Just get some Jim Beam Devil's Cut. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) So I just walked in and bought a bottle. Well, we've never done it before. (laughs) We've never done it before. And it's 22, three Um, bucks, whatever it is. So Jim Beam. Let's talk about this nightmare. Jim Beam. Okay. By the way, first of all, it's not. I'll start off. It's not as bad as I wanted it to be. It's not as bad as I remembered. I wanted it to be Horseshit completely. <laughs> I drank this probably 13, 15 years ago when it was probably when, first happening. And it was, it just came out. My drummer in my band was obsessed with it just because he thought it was funny, I think, um, which it was. Um, so Jim Beam doesn't have a great reputation in the world of bourbon drinkers. It is known as I won't put it in my well bourbon. Um, I've seen it in many a well over the years. Um, it's, yeah. it's not the worst thing, but it, I, I would call this bottom shelf bourbon. That's just my opinion. Jim Beam as a as a as a distiller, they make great stuff. We did the Legend, yeah. which was a collab with uh, the guy from Japan. Fuck your mama or fuck you. Fukio. Fukio. Um, I like my turn of phrase better, but that's fine. Um, that was beautiful bourbon. So they do have some distillers there that know what they're doing. They, ch- which makes me angry that they choose to do something like this. So the devil's, <laughs> co- <laughs> the devil's. Co- what did you say? Why don't you explain the mash bill and every and the process of the wood and all that shit? Well, so when liquor evaporates, it becomes the um, angel angel's share. share. Um, some of 
theoretically, according to these guys, some of the angel's share ends up embedded in the wood, which that it gets absorbed by the makes oak. sense. It gets absorbed by the oak, yeah. and the, the oak starts uh, to take, take on the character um, of the whiskey rather than the opposite being true. They literally take the staves out of their old barrels, and they squeeze the shit out of them <laughs> to extract <laughs> the devil's cut, which is what they call it. Yeah. Which is really fucking funny and cool. So angels share devil's cut. Devil's cut. Like, that's the devil's part that yeah. he gets. And the that delineation be- is actual bourbon. <laughs> That exists in the middle of those two things. That's a delineation. It is. So basically, they take that, they squeeze out the barrels because they're geniuses, let's be honest. Like, that's just free whiskey. <laughs> and then they add it to regular Jim Beam. And then Beam. they add it to regular Jim Beam, right. and you get the devil's cut. And so cool. I mean, it, theoretically, it is. Kind of cool. Like, it, I think it's a funny idea. It's stupid. Um, is it worse than the knot? No. No. Um, is it worse than the purple whiskey from Mexico? No. God, no. 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 There are things that we've had on this program, dare we speak its name. Yeah. Um, some really awful liquor. Yeah. This is not in that That category. purple thing was... What the fuck... That was like I think that was only good for uh, like trying to renovate and strip the freaking varnish off of sailboats. A hundred percent, dude. Yeah, this that that no human should drink that. Yeah, this look if you if you put this in a Coke, great. It's gonna be great. Um, it's ninety proof. It's a little bit hotter. I remember having tried this fifteen years ago. Obviously, I haven't tried it since because why would anybody buy this? Um, <laughs> I'm trying it again now as I'm a wise old sage. I will say it's not as hot as I remember it. 90 proof. This, I don't, what is it about Jim Beam that's, it tastes like Jim Beam. Like if there was one like blind I could do on whiskey and you put in front of me, this is, yeah. there. there's a couple out there without a doubt, Jack Daniels and Jim Beam. I know the taste of both of those where I could pull that out of a lineup easily. I don't know what they do to their bourbon. You said this was what? Almost 80% corn or 70%? 76% corn. And that's that's a big Jim Beam tasting note. Yeah, It's going to be sweet. That's, uh, I mean, I don't get a ton of sweetness. This is fine to make. If you're doing like a a whiskey ginger, whiskey coke, if you're doing yeah. a, if you're doing a Kentucky Mule, yeah. if you're doing something like that, great, have fun. This would be 100 percent fine, and it's in that price range. It, but you definitely need to add some bubbles and sugar and some other things to. Yeah, you want to mask mix. this product. I think Diet Barks uh, would get. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> kidnapped, raped, and beat up by the devil's cut. Um, although I would definitely give it a try. <laughs> um, this might be yeah. good in a Shasta. My guess, <laughs> looking at the uh, <laughs> the aesthetics of this bottle, is that they're trying to bring in the more biker side of their clientele. You think? Yeah. You I mean, think? Look at that thing. It's all like charred wood, fucking devil's cut. Straight Dude, bourbon so whiskey, brother. Larpy, fucking <laughs> larpy, and uh, fucking. We'll, we'll talk about. We should talk about that in the body because oh, I think. Okay. What are cooler, larpers or bikers? 
Same. <laughs> um, <laughs> just saying. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's fun. I would mix this. Do not drink. They, they say in every profile on Jim Beam, drink a neater on the rocks. Don't do that. Also, <laughs> save the four bucks and just buy Jim Beam. If you're looking, I mean, honestly, dude, yeah. it, like it, it's or re- buy a superior like Old Forester. Like that's a superior bourbon. Thank you for roses. Like like that dude, neighborhood. If buy you're gonna be in that tier, yeah, stop it. Thank you. Just stop it. That's Just the stop correct it. word. It's, it's dog shit. Um, it's fine. We're drinking it. Uh, we went by. Oh, we're uh, gonna drink this whole bottle. Yeah, that's what's happening. No. <laughs> um, we went by uh, the old stomping grounds to write a little bit of stuff for the show. Um, we did not do Malort this week. Nope. However, I malorted somebody else. Oh, a friend of mine. I just Jamie. said, yeah, I just said, get him a malort. Um, Local electrician. Uh, plumber. Oh, plumber. Yeah. Plumber, that's right. He's like the plumber in I'm town. just going to say contractor. He's a contractor. Let's just do that. Yeah. Let's just say he makes and more money an hour. to do one. <laughs> Let's just say he makes more money in an hour than you and I. Oh, yeah. Let's just say that. No, no. Um, and does nothing. <laughs> he works. You leave Jamie <laughs> No. He's looking so svelte. I know days. he's lost a lot of weight. A lot since of weight. Last Good for him. him. Good for him. Unlike a uh, friend of the show, Tig. Um, <laughs> Dude, Tig, when you when you take <laughs> selfies, go from the top down. Don't go from the bottom up, brother. Um, the old rule of thumb when you're taking a selfie is get your tits and teeth, which means right. hold the phone above you. Right. Shoot down on your smile. Right. And get a little cleave up in there. Do that. A little squished together. Do that. You know what I mean? Pizza, pizza. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love you. You know too. I have to edit that out. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> He'll be, be on suicide. We've all put on weight during COVID. He's going to Roblox himself. No, and Tig just, he took that ca- that picture from a very unfortunate angle. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Aren't you a photographer? <laughs> um, So, jumping into international news. Tell me a little something. Um. I don't know if you guys have heard, nope. but something that hasn't been really spoken about a lot. Listen, we're in the age of the future. We're in 2022. We don't have time to talk about international relations. We've got Ariana Grande. We've got Pete Davidson. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about that's so much more important. So important things tend to slide under the rug sometimes. One of those things is, I don't know if you remember back in 2014, there there was a country called Crimea um, that got invaded by Russia. Um, And uh, that was during the Obama administration. Um, You can hem and haw and say they should have, they shouldn't have, what have you. I always find it strange when countries invade other countries, but then try to justify it. It's like you have a you have a country. It's sitting there. It's self-regulated, self-run. Uh, it's an autonomous country into itself. And another country goes, you know what? I want that, and they go in and grab it, regardless of the excuses. Russia is an amazing uh, has an amazing victim mentality. Throughout the course of Russian history, anything they've ever done is always because somebody's doing something to us. I would rather have you be honest and just say, I want your shit. Yeah. That's what the end game is. They always want to make it about what well, they're doing this and they're doing. So we had to defend ourselves. That's been Russia's byline forever. So there's a country called Ukraine. Um, a lot of tracksuits. 
Um, there's a country called Ukraine that's on the border. Back in the old days of the USSR, right? Um, th- this was part of like the expanse of right. Now you have Uzbekistan and um, you have a lot of satellites, right? After, and Boris Yeltsin was the first president, right, of Russia. This was before, after the czars and after all the like, you know, Khrushchev um, sort of figures. Just a real quick, brief history. The reason I bring this up, they are knocking at Ukraine's door. Um, theoretically, Eastern Ukraine is basically all but done. Um, the question then becomes, for the Biden administration, what are you going to do about it? Um, Ukraine has basically kind of paid homage to NATO. NATO being the uh, conglomeration of countries, essentially representing the West. When you say NATO, think of Western countries, Canada, America, you know, North America. The problem they're having is how far does this push go? Why are they invading? What is the U.S. going to do about it? I've heard everything from don't do anything, no more war, till we have to at least do sanctions and give the Ukrainians weapons to help. They're asking for our help. Canada's even given more troops, boots on the ground than we have. We are trying to avoid boots on the ground. Can we sanction them into death, which we have already? Russia is not doing well economically. So the 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 expense of a long drawn out war is not really to Russia's favor. So some people think no boots on the ground, give Ukraine money and weapons, sanction the shit out of Russia. Let's starve them from the back end. Other people are like, look, if we put boots on the ground there, they're not going to fire a fucking bullet because then they would be attacking us first. Other people say, well, why would we be the first people they meet on the battlefield? Why not the Ukrainian army? Um, Right now, they have 160,000 troops on the border. Russia does. And the entire army of the Ukraine is 220,000. Yeah. If look, Russia is a bloodbath. It's going to be it would take days. It would literally yeah. be three or four days and Russia could. But then the question becomes, what's next? Fucking Poland. Like, yeah. so that's the argument. It's very interesting. Um, Biden's asked them to stop. They haven't. Um, I don't. Uh, this is kind of uh, reminiscent of the ramp up of World War Two, um, where we just do you do something now when it's easy or you do you wait till it's too late. Yeah. And that's the big thing um what do you do um what do you like i know i'm just kind of dropping this in your lap i'm not expecting you to fucking come up with a miracle solution it's fine but you're also knowledgeable about world events so what do you let's be honest like this entire region uh that we're talking about has been dominated by mineral rights and poppy fields for generations um the thing about the ukraine that's and the ukraine not i'm just mean though the region is a whole afghanistan you bet uzbekistan it's all oil or poppy seeds basically this flowers this this in particular is so mineral rich i guess they have this um they're one of their biggest commodities is called black soil it's the most nutrient soil on the planet and they have like 25 percent of the earth's black soil so from a from a a boon of like invasion and taking over the country, it would it would mean a lot of money yeah. to Russia, not just land, but money. There's a lot of Ukrainian people that identify as Ukrainian that know that that are pushing back on this. Um, it's just we are looking yet again, eight years after Crimea, um, 
at a country invading another country. Yeah. And I know we do this via cyber. We do this via dip. We invade countries, invade each other all the time, but it's done back in. It's not so much. We're shooting missiles at you anymore. Now we're fucking digging ourselves into your politics from the yeah. back. So it's interesting. Uh, uh, Russia is just, they're laying their shit across the border and they're ready to go. Um, I don't know. What do you feel like? Just in general, the the idea of a country invading another country at this point in our, in our history. You know, we used is, to have a, a a mindset on this planet, which goes back hundreds of years, um, about empires. So, like the you accumulated wealth in the past by going from country to country, taking what they do well and monetizing it for the homeland. But what would happen is that then you own that country, right? And you own those people, right? And you actually now have to deal. Like this, obviously happened with with the Romans. This happened with England. the Brits. Ooh, I mean, more than anybody, they got stuck with the bill. Yep, you know what I mean when it came to like trying to occupy these countries in perpetuity. Colonization, you know, colonization. Right? And, you know, we in the U.S. somehow managed to break free of that, um, which in the end was probably a big favor to the British. Like, yeah. Can you imagine trying to rule, you know, they the, can. That was the whole point. This pack of shit. They couldn't idiots. Rule, they couldn't rule India. You know, no. They you know what I'm saying? That's a bigger pack. Australia. <laughs> Like, yeah. I mean, exactly. they've, they've exactly. I mean, we're not in that, that, but I'm sorry. That's more of a conceptual, right. like overarching look at it. This seems like this is a snatch and grab. We're going to go in. <laughs> we're going to take all the shit you got, probably rape some people and do our thing. That's the other part of it. Yeah. It's because um, I did read a little bit. Yeah. Like, there's bad shit going on yeah. with this. Situation. There's raping and pillaging is still a thing that happens when yeah. countries invade other countries. And that's the problem is as a NATO, as part of NATO, Ukraine has reached out as an ally. Yeah. Um, so, you know, do you no 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 man left behind? Right. Um, so do you after just pulling out of Afghanistan and, and Biden Although doing the right thing, arguably the wrong way, and I know there's an argument there, but he still did it when all the other pussies couldn't. Um, he still pulled out. Do you then, you engage know what I'm saying? Engage. Yeah. Um, it's a. This is why those guys are in the positions there. Well, We're and just, you brought up the fact earlier, like, well, do we arm them? Do we? That's part. That's arm a way and we train can, these people. That's a way we can help. Yeah. without being there. But we in can that same them. region, we did the exact same yeah, fucking thing with Afghanistan. Well, how did that go? You know, that didn't bite us really in the ass well. at all. No, yeah. Afghanistan yeah. went great. Yeah. Didn't we win? Uh, that regime was awesome forever. Oh, yeah. That was they awesome. Um, never blew up any of our buildings. I'm going or... to I'm going to take I'm going to take a moment to tell every other country in the world that I know is listening. So countries Stop invading Afghanistan. We tried. <laughs> the Russians tried. Sorry, we that both was horrible. lost. Stop. Yeah. Those people will fuck you up. Stop it. Yeah. And that's on a side note. But for the Ukraine, what happens? Russia keeps creeping, right? 
They keep creeping over. They keep creeping over. So what's next? The question becomes, do you, do you fucking stop the wound while it's fucking bleeding a little? Or do you wait till you're hemorrhaging to fucking do something about it? And that's the ongoing argument. Obviously, bigger brains. Um, I don't know what Biden's response is going to be or our military response. But I think at the very, very, very least, we need to arm and help them financially and then drop every fucking known sanction on the planet on Russia, because trust me, that hurts them a lot. Yeah. Like, I know it sounds like big-minded, like, oh, just stop, do sanctions. It's not a pussy move. Going over there and killing a bunch of Russians is not as effective as cutting off money supply. That is huge, there's, Russia. There's just really, really gross side effects to that policy. Yes. Yeah. Because you're not hurting the government nearly as much as it's you're... the people. The people that live I know. there. You're I fucking know. just... You know... So what do you do, Bobby? I, I don't know, thing. man. I And I'm not going to pretend to know. Yeah. Um, it's a shitty. It's a I'm sh- not a mastermind like Donald Trump or Joe Biden. Obviously. So, you know, I'm, I don't really have. The, <laughs> you don't have the military uh, chops of Donald Trump. <laughs> 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 but regardless of the outcome, lives will be lost. That's the, the, the worst part of this. Ukrainian lives, Russian lives um, based on sanctions, based on. So. Uh, This isn't good. There's no reason for Russia to do it other than, you know, like I said before, they're the best historical victims on the planet. They're always being abused, the Russians, and yet they find a way to invade and do things outside of World War II where they beat Germany. We didn't. Far far be it for me to bring up something comical in the middle of such a serious conversation. We need it. I, I'm just wondering how this is going to affect the Ukrainian porn industry, which is vibrant. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do? What do I, I, do? I misspoke earlier when I said it was only mineral rights and poppy seeds. <laughs> yeah. There's what also is, just a pack of fucking pornographers. <laughs> what do I do with my snuff film stocks? Are those going to go through the floor? I suppose. What do I mean? Just burn them? What, what am I, mean, I doing? Convert them to ethereum those are- <laughs> like what do i do with my my snuff film stock um ukrainian snuff films basically par excellence you know you can always tell an eastern european porn film from the wallpaper <laughs> is that how you do it <laughs> oh my god I and thought- <laughs> they they moan differently they moan with an accent <laughs> <laughs> Everything has a ugh at the end. <laughs> um, yeah, but I let's let's work it out, guys. I'll tell you what, though, just fucking burying your head in the sand about this is not going to help. Um, well, speaking of burying your head in the sand, hey, we're in Durango, Colorado, and it is a shit show. Um, I was a little. We talked about snowdown last couple weekends, but now we're in the middle of it. I was a little perturbed. To see the um, the amount of participation, I thought in my stupid, naive, fucking you know, rose-colored glasses, fucking brain of mine, that people would be doing the quote-unquote right thing. Um, I knew there would be people in town. I knew they'd be drinking their faces off and jaw-jacking like a motherfucker. <laughs> I knew that would happen. I just didn't know to what degree. And by any fucking fucking measurable statistic it's as busy as it's ever been for snowdown 100 so how long the question becomes what's the incubation on the old uh 
Bobby Cron? Usually a couple of weeks. Three to five. I thought it was like three to five days for incubation. Uh, when you start to see new cases. Yeah. Yeah. So quick math. By Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of next week, I should be getting what, fifteen call outs? Oh yeah, you're gonna be fucked. Okay, great. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. You're gonna be working doubles. No, no, not my game. Do 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 do. Um Scary. I'm glad town's getting a boon of business. I'm glad the people that yeah, own me, bars yeah, are getting too. money. Um, I like all. seeing my friends have fun Listen, and enjoy I'm, themselves after these last two years. Bobby, you and I but, are not. Damn. We are not um, <laughs> enemies of a good time. We have had lots of good times <laughs> together and apart for a long time. It's not <laughs> like we hate people going out and enjoying themselves. No. It's just. <sighs> Fuck, dude. Yeah. This is, you know, I, I, I'm at a lot. I went to the parade yesterday. Rex took the little one. I took the little one and Rex. We went down. We sat up. We saw a little bit of the, as much as we could before all of our fucking appendages froze. We did as much as we could. There were as many people out on that parade re- as I have ever seen. And yeah. right there, I was like, yo, we got to go home. We're cold. Yeah, woo, woo, woo. Going to be bad. Um, Ooh, brother, what's that going to look like in a, in a week? What What's your prediction on the game? Well, <laughs> let's sadly, see over under on dickhead. Uh, sadly, <laughs> I think that we've been biding our time with this new uptick without creating any um, any new processes for restaurants and mm. but. Because we wanted to get through Snowdown. We wanted Snowdown to work. We needed that big injection of uh, New Mexico, Texas, Utah, Montana money right. that is in the in town right now. Yep. We need it. We need it, right? Need, especially after the last two years. Yeah, Fuck so yeah, the we idea need is it. like, well, let's get through this and fucking see how the fucking cards fall. But we talked about it last week, man. We're already at capacity in our ICUs in this county. You know what I mean? Yeah. And... I don't know. The fallout is going to be grim. Well, we talked about it. But hopefully short-lived grim, but grim. Again, we go back to it all the time. I feel a little less um, worried for myself and my family because we're vaccinated and we've done all the necessary precautions that science will allow us to do. Um, We just talked about a guy we know that owns a major business in town that's been in a hospital for two weeks because he wasn't vaxxed. So... At the very least, I'm hoping that the right people are going out and partying, even though in my heart of hearts, I know uh, we're going to see those people. They're coming and they're going to take what they got here and spread it back to wherever they're going. So I imagine a huge uptick. Like anecdotally, I'll say this. So I was out with a a brother of a good friend of ours. (laughs) I'll put it that way. Oh, Um, I know who you're talking about. And we were hanging out. We're having a good time. And he got drunk. And I was like, no, you're not driving home. Right. Just get a car or go stay with your brother who lives four blocks away. Literally. Just I know exactly what you're saying. He then got in his car and he went out and rolled his car. And (gasps) yeah. When was this? Last week. Oh, no. So like, and I'm not being a dick, but like, that's the kind of decisions we're making in mass right now. Yeah. That's a regular snowdown. This is a car wreck. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to happen. You're not wrong. We're going, you know, that was one guy in the hospital from making a stupid decision. Yeah. This is going to be hundreds of 
people in the hospital from making stupid well, decisions. Well, luckily he had a hospital Potentially bed. thousands, but probably hundreds. Well, because it's a small town. But luckily, just saying, he had a hospital bed to get to. Yeah. Because if things blow out of proportion, that car wreck guy might not have a long-term bed. It may have oh, to be no. transported to another hospital. He was just in the emergency hospital. room for a, for a few hours, and that was it. But, yeah, if you were, like, I don't know. Just I'm saying. worry about that. Like, if I got, like, <laughs> you know, like, chronic liver failure, and I'm, <laughs> I got to go, <laughs> which I do. If you got. Probably. <laughs> but, <laughs> if you went thrombosis Jones, yeah. dude. <laughs> what if I needed a bed? Yeah, well, fuck you. You know what I mean? Fuck you. Like, You're a no, piece of shit. I just have to wait for my turn because of a bunch of unvaccinated morons. Oh. Sorry, I'll say it. Morons Sorry. that are going to get sick. You're going to get sick. It's going to happen. Not it saying you're going to die. It might be your flu. It might be three two, weeks on a respirator. It might be two weeks on a hot fucking ventilator, And you know head. what? And you might fucking just smoke it like fucking meatloaf. A lot of those guys have... Um, Blue Lives Matter stickers and like the the Punisher sticker. Yeah, yeah. You you like that one? Yeah. That's a good one. I like when they mix the Blue Lives Matter into the Punisher sticker. Into the Punisher. It's fucking solid work, yeah. brother. And they obviously solid. super care about first responders and healthcare workers and the people Duh. that do all the shit. Obviously. Duh. I mean, know. come on, dude. I mean, we, that's... you and I, we both have friends in the, you know, yeah. healthcare industry and they're not overwrought. At all. <laughs> They're the victims right now. I know. Right now, the preponderance of the people that are dying brought it on themselves. Yeah, 85%. 85%. Not that are the dying, just that are or, That are being hospitalized. The right. people that are actually getting sick. They did this to themselves. Right. They made a choice. Right. I'm not going to get vaccinated. I. It's just bullshit. It's For all whatever propaganda. Reason. This goes back to the conversation about Joe Rogan. This is, unfortunately, you were the victim of misinformation. I, I I mean, I don't know what other way to call it. Yeah. Like, back in the day, would you say, oh, I'm not taking that polio vaccine. It's going to fuck me up. No. Those motherfuckers were beating down doors for vaccines. Yeah. Our whole lives were like, yeah, get vaccinated, bro. I don't know when it changed. It got politicized and became weaponized. And yeah. here we are. So, anyway, best of luck to you. Make sure you gargle when they get uh, somebody to spit in your mouth. Um, you fucking idiots. I'm sorry. Out of sympathy. We talked. Bobby and I were driving earlier. We oh, talked yeah, about yeah. sympathy. I, I have no more. Out of it. Don't care about you. No. Um, I, I don't want to uh, go back to Darwinism, but ugh, you're making it hard, guys. Um, real quick, we're going to go take a break. However, before we take a break. Bring it. Can we do a little bit? Last week, we made our picks. Oh, By yeah, the time yeah, yeah. you hear this on Tuesday, the games will have already happened. It's more fun that way. It's better not knowing. We like La to be on the record. On the record. I was, um, which is why I don't gamble. Um, I was one for four in my picks last week. Bobby was two for four. Um, this was a wacky week of football. There was a lot of stuff going on. Last minute wins left and right. Maybe the best quarter of football in our lives yes. that we ever watched with oh the Bills God. Chiefs. However, we are looking at we don't, let's not look backwards. Let's look forward. Okay. Okay. So, tomorrow cuz of course we're in Cloud City on Saturday, we are looking at Rams Niners mm -hmm. and we are looking at I, I, it's hard to even say Bengals Chiefs. Um 
I think we know what's going to happen with Bengals Chiefs. I don't. It, Do we? That would be the upset of the year without a I would shadow of a doubt. Now, the Bengals beat the Chiefs. When they were playing poorly. Like 32 days ago. When they were playing poorly. Since then, they I mean, haven't lost. Okay. And they've yeah. been r- fucking road running people, man. Yes. Um, now, granted, Bills. They didn't I'd, boat race the Bills. I, I don't want to play the Bills next year. Put it that way. No. They're going to be frightening as all hell. Josh Allen is real. He's a real thing. He's a problem. Um, that being said, Chiefs seem to be firing on all cylinders. Yes. Is it safe to assume you're with me, Chiefs? 100%. I think the Chiefs at home. It's hard. If yeah. that was a game in Cincinnati, I... Might be a coin flip. I would coin flip it. I but mean, I'm going to go like 80, After 85. watching Jamar Chase absolutely yeah. boat race them yeah. for like, what, 220 yards? It was disgusting. And, it was... The Chiefs never covered him. Yeah. One time. And now they will. Now they're going to have two people on him. Yeah. So it's going to so, come. Yeah. You Bur- know, Burrow's going to have to give it out to T. Higgins and, and Azuma. We, and yeah. He's going to have to use every weapon in his fucking tool bag, you know. But Mahomes, as you saw, is the worst zombie in any horror movie oh my God. that's ever existed. Yeah. Do not leave him. Do you know how many seconds to leave him? None. None. If you leave him 11 seconds, he will kill you. Can we talk about that for two seconds? <sighs> Why? <clears throat> I that, get, was, that was. Why did you get a touchback against Patrick Mahomes when he has three timeouts on 13 seconds? I don't know. Why didn't you just kick the ball down, dude? Deep, you could have burned six fucking seconds, four seconds. I mean, I would think a professional kicker would be smart enough and good enough to be able to kind of drop it around the five. How about just fucking. No, you just floor kick it 50 yards and no. burn some seconds. I. That would have been fine too. Um, it would have at least gotten three. I'd or four rather seconds what they off. call sky kick it. You just I kick it, it as high as you can. I get it. Clock starts. The Ray guy. Drop it down at the five. The Ray Make guy. Make return it. They might have only had one play. You're also looking at a guy with his butthole clenched so hard he can make diamonds, trying to kick the most important kick of his life, never being there That's before. That's his job. I, just saying. <laughs> we do our job too. We fuck up yeah, too. Yeah. But anyways, I, I just thought that was like a really interesting decision to kick that out of the back of the When end you're zone. ahead and there's 11 seconds left, regardless of how many timeouts, you have to feel pretty good. And it's hard to feel no, good they against definitely Patrick felt good. Mahomes. And then, Did you see him celebrating on the sideline? Yeah. Yeah. Bruh. Not only did they do that, they are playing a team that has three timeouts in their pocket and they're Fuck protecting me. the sidelines. Who gives a shit? Just play defense. You know what I mean? Because they were playing this weird, like, 2D bailout fucking coverage. Yeah. Because they didn't want Patrick Mahomes to be able to complete plays down the sideline. Right. He has three timeouts. They forgot the middle of the field. In 13 seconds, you're going to be lucky to run three plays, and you have a timeout for every one of those plays. Exactly. So play the entire field. No, it was almost like uh, it and was Sean McDermott's like, a great defensive mind. I know it, but but listen, think about. <laughs> remember old prevent defense? Yeah, it felt like that. It, it felt like you guys pigeonholed it yourself. Was that? Well, were they rushing three? You know, no, they were rushing so, four. Okay, that's another fucking mistake. There you go. 
There you go. Drop everybody back. Why do you care about Cover first downs? Cover every inch of that field. Why do Who you gives care a about shit about a first downs? down? Who gives a Make shit? Make them take timeouts. Anyway, yeah, infuriating. Yeah. Infuriating. That being said, let's move to the NFC. I already know your pick because you picked them to go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You're going Niners, right? I picked them to go to the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season. I'm going. I'm going Rams again. They're at home. They've got more talent. They might not be better coached or have a better scheme, but until you knock the giant off, it just feels like the Rams, um, we already saw they can come back. We saw that they have heart. They're not just a pretty face, right? They just don't have a roster of studs, which they do. They're also a team that can win a game in a close decision. Um, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is the guy to take anybody to a Super Bowl, and God forbid they win because this will be – Embarrassing, I think. Right. Um, Garoppolo is well, garbage. He came from. He came within one incompletion to Emmanuel Sanders to winning a Super Bowl. I know. To be honest, well, uh, he overthrew Emmanuel Sanders against the Chiefs in that Super Bowl, and that was the game. That would have been over. I understand that narrative would have been wholly different. Wholly different, but he didn't. Did he? <laughs> but he didn't. He missed um, it by 19 yards. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. A <laughs> um, lot of lot of things, especially when you reach a high level of football like this, it's literally that close. It's 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 percent. It's milli, like pr- such small fractional percentages of what it takes to win because yeah. they're at, they're at such a high frequency. That being said, I know you're going Niners. Um, I'm going to go Rams because I just believe in that team more than I believe in the Niners. I think they've got a, they're a little too single faceted as a team. I think especially uh, McVay, smart guy, he can lock shit up. You're talking about Aaron Donald and Von Miller, not the guys to run on. Um, Ramsey. I think you take away, yeah, you take away their biggest thing and then rely on Garoppolo to have to win you a game, and I don't like that formula. Um, I think it was weird bringing in Eric Weddle after being two years of retired. I, I think it's he, more of a locker room thing, right? And he though? played really fucking well last Yeah, game. but that was against... Like played really well. I, that game to me um, was an anomaly. It was 13-10. Nobody played well. It was three and a half quarters of shitty football. What, uh, you can blame it on the weather. You can blame it on whatever you want. It just wasn't a very fucking. I wasn't like, wow, they're really good. I'm, it was a battle of attrition, in my, my in my opinion. My pick in this game comes down to who I think is actually the better team, and I think top to bottom, I think this San Francisco has a better. Football I, game. I totally understand. What's like, the spread right now? The five best players on the Rams are better than the five best players. But as a complete team, I totally understand. I think the San Francisco has a great roster. McVay hasn't beat Kyle Shanahan as a head coach, right? In like six games oh, or I something. Don't I don't. I, I don't put a lot of onus on that. You I, have completely different teams. I don't and either. Completely different eras. But like and, from a narrative standpoint, it's easy to see that Kyle is, I think, a couple a of years coach. ahead. Fine. Of McVay, I will grant you that. I'm just saying, Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, and there's going to be more San Francisco fans in LA. LA. Of course, it's proximity. They were trying to cut the ticket sales it's off. It's going to be a home caught. game for the 49ers. Regardless, I think it's I th- I'm, I want Matthew Stafford to get an opportunity to go to a Super Bowl. I do too, um, and I, I hope he, he doesn't shit it. the bag because he's a I've he's been, a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, let's just let's. I've just been call carrying it water for him now, for a while. Now, now, lastly, 
Lastly, before we hit a break and go fucking dartaroo, because I'm due after the devil's cut. Yeah. Um, your pick, you're going Niners, Chiefs, Super Bowl. Who wins? Let's just get out of the way early. Chiefs. Okay. I'm going uh, Rams, Chiefs, Super Bowl, Chiefs win. There's no fucking way I'm betting against what Mahomes is capable of right I now. don't. Why would you, sir? No, he took a, a month ago, he took a step in his evolution and started checking down and started taking, and then all of a sudden, you know what I mean? He started going cerebral quarterback instead of just amazing talent. And he's scary as fuck. This kid has still not even tapped the surface of what he can be as a football player. Let's be honest. You're a Dolphin fan. I'm a Saint fan. Until we kill Patrick Mahomes. Murder him. We have no chance. No chance. Okay. I just want to get that out of there. <laughs> guys, we have a beautiful sponsor. I think you guys are going to be very excited about the sponsor this week. Yeah. We're going to take a break. We're going to dart. We're going to come back. And uh, we're going to get into some Medea. Because I got some. Let's do it. Ryan Brothers Productions presents a fight for the soul of Spotify. In 2022, two gladiators will enter the squared circle to settle this once and for all. We fought against Hitler in World War I. We fought against the Japanese. You have never seen a battle before your eyes as you are about to see. On January 6th, 2023, a former Taekwondo champion will face off against former Kent State activist. Hey, hey, my, my, Joe Rogan is gonna die. I got Stills in Crosby. Oh, wait. Oh, he's dead? I got Stills and Nash in my corner, and I'm ready to put a hurt on old fathead Joe. I've been eating my elk loin. I've been taking my ivermectin. I take HGH, testosterone. I'm going to murder Neil Young. This time in my corner, I've got an aged grizzly bear. Listen, I'll take you. I'll take Burt Crasher. Tom Segura to the woodshed. I'm going to teach you a little bit about Canadian hospitality. In a battle of the century, two men enter, one man leaves. This time in my corner, I've got a silver bat gorilla. <laughs> Hey guys, reach out to us. We are the Whiskey Reel, Southwest Colorado's podcast, and we never pull punches. You can reach us at 970-426-5344. Low T count. 970-426-5344. Leave us a text message. Leave us a voicemail. Those are our favorites. We love voicemails. You can also reach out to us at whiskeyreel at gmail.com. We are on most social media as Whiskey Reel. So yeah. check us out, guys. Yeah, we're talking at you, uh, pupillary distance. 
We're yeah, talking we get to like you, John. 500 listens a week. We should get some feedback yeah. from you which, morons. Which for doing this for as long as we have is really not good. But yeah, we're just gross. warming up for the big leagues. That's all we're doing. That's all we're doing. We're, we're biding our time. We're minor leaguing it. Yeah, whatever, dude. Paying our dues, whatever you want to call it. I think I'm the um, Crash Davis of podcasting. <laughs> the Crash Davis. <laughs> Still looking for my Susan Sarandon. I like it. I like it. I love the reference. <laughs> We're so old. Um, hope you enjoyed that ad. Hope you've enjoyed so far. We're going to get into what we do best. And this is a little media. This is the media content. Um, Bobby and I are both kind of media. I would say like savants. I, I don't know. Media savants. Uh, we're is that really, a thing? We're really good at watching things and talking shit. Yeah. That's what I meant by media savant. Okay. Um, hey, there's, did yeah. you watch the new Boba? Yes. Oh, you mean the Mandalorian? <laughs> so the first episode of Boba Fett that since the second one that's worth a shit did not even include Boba Fett. Okay. Okay. Let's just <laughs> let's just let's peacock this out. Let's okay. just expand the feathers of this conversation. Number number one, you're right. This was an, it almost felt like an aberration. And Rex even said, I think they filmed this when they were filming Mandalorian. It looked different. The CGI was super spot on, like it's been through the whole Mandalorian. So I think they used the theme music. Yes. From the Mandalorian for this. And I, I love the fact. And that brought back Bryce Dallas, Dallas Howard. Howard. Yeah. Who should we talk about? Yeah, 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 yeah. She did a great job. This was a phenomenal episode. I loved it so goddamn much. The beautiful part about it is you already see what's in the distance. Boba Fett's going to be rolling fucking Mando into his crew. And now we're about to get fucking nasty, dude. This is going to get so fucking cool. For as much as we shit on Boba Fett for the last couple episodes, this is going to be fucking spectacular. How are you feeling about it? You don't seem as excited as me. No, I mean, it it makes me cautiously optimistic that they're trying to figure out the arc of this character and bringing in Mando was a really cool move. I think we all thought that would happen at some point. Yeah. Um, they are also alluding to Grogu coming into the series. Baby Yodes is going to get armor. They had a very overt reference to Bo-Katan, who's yeah. one of my favorite characters yeah. from The Mandalorian, mostly because it's Katie Sackhoff. And- Just saying. I just I want to wear her skin as a suit <laughs> um, in a non creepy way. In a non creepy, yeah. like metaphorically, metaphorically. I want to yeah, yeah, dance yeah. around a fire wearing her face, right? <laughs> <laughs> On Tatooine, metaphorically. <laughs> um, Grogu's gonna get armor. Uh huh. Um, might be the coolest thing ever. Uh, uh, there's a poster out there that's going around that might be fake. Uh, might be might no be. if it's disney it's fake because you know nobody knows uh but there's some hints and rumors and discussion that grogu's getting his lightsaber and it's gonna be <gasps> a, a yellow lightsaber oh there's a poster out there with cgi luke skywalker oh my god holding a yellow stone a yellow gem yeah you know what i mean oof. And, oof, i know go. how cool would that let's be? 
go. They did the smartest thing they could do, which is uh, dovetailed Mando, and I'm sure they didn't realize the 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 backlash they might have been got that might have they might have had when they originally wrote this. But they did the smartest thing possible, and they brought back the property that is, um, inarguably. Um, the strongest property they've had in 20 years. Um, right. So they, they they made sure they bolstered Boba Fett. Now I'm looking at uh, what's what's his name? The the uh, fucking awesome Wookie, Black. Oh, Kirstanton. Kirstanton. I always fuck that up. I always call him like Kerplakistan or Chris Stanton. Um, Chris Stanton. Yeah. Uh, that's a guy that works over at the balcony. Something like um, that. <laughs> and he's not black. Uh, you've got him. You've got a Rancor, you've got a Cyborg Assassin, you've got Mandalorian and Boba Fett all on the same team. I'm kind of excited about this. Yeah, man. I'm I just think this saying. This could be a really fun climax It'll be a great for the arc. Show. Yeah. yeah. There's only, what, three more, two more? A couple more. Two more. Okay. No. I'm just excited about like where they're taking it. Uh, and I know we had to deal with the Vespa, Cherry Pop and Vespas, and we had to deal with all that. Not great. Yeah. But I think there's uh, redemption is in sight. I think there's some uh, canonical stuff that goes into the colors of the crystals that the yeah, lightsaber always have. is. Yeah, and, yeah. I've I've went down the rabbit hole on the yeah. saber colors. And, and I think that. like the yellow crystal being one of the more elite. You right. Know, uh, right. For not being the dark saber. Because didn't what's his name? Uh, Windu had a yellow, right? Yes. Mace Windu. Oh, had no, one. no. Ace Windu was Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Didn't no, he, he have a yellow? Purple, dog. Oh, sorry. Damn, dude. Why'd you have to do it as Samuel L. Jackson? Motherfucker, don't even Motherfucker know what color it is. purple. <laughs> it um, was purple. He requested it to be purple. Oh. He was like, uh, just because it, it matched his dress. Matches Kangu. Yeah, yeah, yeah brother. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's so stupid. Um, that was awesome. Um, something we haven't talked about yet. Because I know we can rabbit hole Boba Fett forever. But something we haven't talked about yet, and shame on us, uh, because this is in our wheelhouse. Okay. One of the, ne'er I say, the best DC property in memory, unless you want to say something else that I can't remember. Maybe since Nolan Batman. Yeah. Let's go with that. Because I think it's... Fucking Peacemaker is one of the funnest fucking shows it's, that has come out in years. It is so good. It's one of the most entertaining television shows Fuck. I've seen in a long time. It's so fun. And dude, for fucking John Cena, XW, you know, now we got The Rock, John Cena. Yeah. He is so good. Like, I, I love him. And his that dumb, stupid, oafish, hair metal fucking yeah. character. It is such a fun show. It's so well done. The story is fun. It's great. It's gory. It's stupid. It's like, like it's literally turning off your brain and having a good time. And I couldn't be happier with it. Well, it's written and sometimes directed by James Gunn. James who Gunn, is yeah. Just he did the last Suicide Squad movie. He did. Both Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. He did movies like Super and Slither. Yep. I mean, this is a he's a unique 
guy. He's like, a he has unique a voice. Different skill set. Yeah, he's a unique voice. He yeah. sees things in different ways. Yeah, there's always a touch of humor to everything always. he does. Um, and he's not afraid to be gory or be over sexualized or no. be rude or gross. And um, it just. It feels like they're letting loose. I wish DC would have done this a long time ago with its characters and just let them have a good time. Um, it feel I love. I've loved every single episode of this show. You went we and when Sean Mo was on the podcast, we had a conversation. I don't probably two years ago, something like that. We were talking about DCU properties, right? And I made the point. I was like, well, the reason that Marvel wins is that they hire these filmmakers that have a different perspective right. and are willing to bring their style. You're right. And they are letting James Gunn bring his style to the DCU, and it is a huge boon. My God. It makes all the difference. You know? Dude, there's been nothing. I mean, the last Suicide Squad was better than the first one. Easily. Let's, let's be honest. I mean, I, I don't think we need to argue uh, the difference between those. However, it still felt a little lacking. And I think when you pick up a football and run when you're that far behind, um, it's hard to make a, a generate a good property from something that's already been generated. That's um, a tough thing to do. It's hard, man. Incorporating that many characters into one movie and trying to make it, you know, cohesive yeah. and really work. Well, not everybody can be Jack Snyder. Yeah. Um, Jack Snyder? Did I say Jack? I think you said Jack, Jack Snyder. Snyder. You know who I mean. Is he related to Zach? No, no. They're yeah. two different people out there. He shoots enough. wedding videos. They pronounce it Schneider. Schneider. <laughs> um, I mean, I couldn't be happier with the property. It's the strongest. One of the strongest series on television is Peacemaker yeah. right now. And it's so good. And if you haven't watched it, trust me. I don't even care if you don't like comic books or whatever. It's just a super fun, stupid, yeah. bloody, so, awesome show. Yeah. Two things. One, the opening credits are kind of the most amazing thing the I've dance, ever seen. That's, the, the performative dance. It's hysterically funny. It, I I watched it once. I'm going to go back to it eventually. Yeah, I can't uh, watch it every time. I never skip intro on that <laughs> one. I just have to watch it. It's so phenomenal. <laughs> and not only that, like they took a character who was kind of a one beat character in Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. They're giving him like a weird, vulnerable humanity. It's so good. His it's dad, su- Robert Patrick, oh, Robert as the Patrick. white supremacist. Oh, he's brilliant, dude. Fucking great. They man. got Homegirl from Orange is the New Black yeah. as the sidekick. Um Man, I'm just dude vigilante who's slowly becoming Rex's favorite character in anything because he is such a nightmare. He's so awesome. Um, he's so fucking funny. You got Die Beard. He lost his pinky toe. He lost, dude. Dude, but when he went into the jail and just smoked oh, everybody, it yeah. was brilliant. Yes, like. Trust me, guys. Peacemaker. I know it may seem dumb. You got an ex WWE wrestler acting. With a it, dumb costume. It and is, a, the, and that's what makes it even better. If you don't notice, he looks like a dick. They're very aware. Yeah, they're hyper aware of what they're doing, and it's fun. It's stupid. Watch it. Lastly, stupid in the smartest way. What is it? What is a? Is there anything else? Because I got one uh, last minute entry. No, bring it. There is okay. 
as you all know, Bobby hates Dungeons and Dragons. I grew up playing Dungeons and Dragons. There is a, a YouTube channel called Critical Role. Critical Role is a bunch of people that um, it's like hours of gameplay of Dungeons and Dragons. And there are sometimes famous people come into the campaign, like actors and stuff. But what they're really known for is like uh, bringing the campaign to life. And by campaign, I mean Dungeons and Dragons session. So they play characters, they go through adventures. So this has become kind of an underground phenomenon for last 10 years. There's like millions of subscribers that watch Critical Role. Netflix has just brought that concept in an animation form using the people that are on this YouTube channel called Critical Role to do a Dungeons and Dragons 18 and over animation like cartoon. And so um, they get to use their voices to make some, it's they're using fuck and shit and uh, the old Doctor Who is in it. Uh, the the king, the black guy with the dreads and Walking Dead is in it. They're using like famous people mixed in with kind of amateur voice people to do a Dungeons and Dragons campaign that involves like sex and nudity and fucks and shits and blood. And it's super fun. Give it a chance. It's called Vox Machina, um, which is the name of the band of uh, mercenaries that get hired. Um, and it's all the tropey. There's the gnome and the barbarian and the elves. And it's it's dorky. I know it sounds stupid, but it's super fun, especially if you like D&D content. It's that, but kicked up a notch. And it's stupid and fun and not serious. And But the action is really cool. The um, powers, uh, you know, if you're into like dragons and all that shit, it's, it kind of scratches a weird nostalgic itch for me. I hope it does well because I hope they pick it up and do more of them. There are about three episodes in right now. It comes out every Friday. Vox Machina. It's stupid fun. Yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah. Sure. It's, it's actually worth your time because like the gnome is like a super sleazy like ladies man. Yeah. And he's going down on a girl in the first episode and he wears like a cod piece and it's so ridiculous, but it's super fun. I mean, very talented uh, voicings as well. So if like you're into that. like voice acting, it's very cool. Yeah. Right on. Cool. Yeah. So how about a little music? Music. Don't do, do the Don't do the thing. <laughs> No, don't do that. <laughs> How about this? Yeah, brother. We're trying to grow. We're doing the we're doing hey, the bro, devils drinking to, some devils cut. Getting the devil's music. These guys are my uh, brothers. <laughs> These are my brothers, bro. Are you my brother, brother? Uh yeah. My V twin. I thought I thought we were gonna talk my double over double cams. <laughs> I got a, <laughs> I got a bitch seat in the back for you. You can just on, you hop take on. A ride. You can hop on, brother. Gross. Um, so gross. Uh, by the way, LARPers, Lightning Bolt guys, same as Harley guys. I'm just gonna throw it out. Oh there. yeah, we were gonna talk about that. They're um, the same guy. Well, they wear costumes. They wear <laughs> costumes. I think one group produces and sells more methamphetamine than the other yeah that would be my biggest difference angels that, uh yeah going them over uh the banditos or uh, just i no i just mean versus larpers <laughs> bikers produce more meth i i yeah 
I'm going to say... Which means they're more productive members of society. They're putting money into the market. Typically. <laughs> we just saw some guy with a dead wolf pelt wearing armor walking down in an alley. We did. That's a thing that exists. So did you see the LARPers <laughs> smashing each other behind Steamworks? I would like them to take it more seriously and try to injure, maim, or kill their There adversary. was some hits. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was a couple of times I was like, God damn, man. Like, he took it like a champ? Yeah, dude walks up with a full-on metal fucking axe. Right. A lot of battle axes. And then, bash, just smashes some dude in the head. And I'm like, what the fuck? That's rad. I thought Number you guys one. were just going to be like... You know, putting on stage productions. You know, here what I, I mean? am watching cartoons about dragons. And these guys are smashing each other in the head with battle uh, In Twenty years we uh, have uh, CTE issues in the LARPing LARPer community. CTE. <laughs> but that's the only thing you can see on in town right now is these LARPers yeah. in full armor, yep. just going from like venue to venue, just smashing just dicks, fucking the shit out of each other, <laughs> just dude. smashing dicks. Um, Good for you guys. Um, stalwart. I, I brought think my would be called. mace. I brought, I brought, me, I brought pepper spray. And no, a, sharp, a mace, oh, you sorry. moron. Sorry. I was going to bring a sharpened toothbrush and pepper spray. That's, That's my LARPing weapon. Um, so <laughs> music. Bobby, you've been trying to get this out forever. Ugh, I don't, to the point where I almost don't it's, even want to talk like about it. It's like old now. Yeah, but it's, it's still it's not. It's this is a this song is two weeks old. I know. You know what I mean? I um, they released it a couple of weeks ago. But I wanted to. We've been just been putting off music for a while and being fucking idiots. But um, I don't feel like we need to go full, you know, deep dive on Earl Sweatshirt. No, nah, if you like, if we've you talked like, a lot about Earl. If you like Golf Wang, if you like Flogna, if you know yeah, what's yeah. up with Odd Future, you know Earl. He's yeah. uh, kind of a. a Trendsetter in abstract hip hop, he's looked at as like our MF Doom, like um, yeah, a little yeah. bit. He was kind of given that moniker and that title when he was very young. I think he kind of shied away from the limelight. We haven't Agreed. got a lot of fucking material out of him for a long time. He'll do a couple features on weird shit here and there. This is his last album that's like 31 minutes. It feels more like a mixtape. I have my own personal views about it, but the song you're going to play is fucking is one of the highlights of the album. For and sure. this song is called Titanic. Word. Get to you straight, no frills. What I think might pay the bills. Spit on the cam like Machiavelli. Came home in the 2011. Pasadena John calling me really ain't nowhere. None of this shit was headed. I ain't even know. Intellect not going to protect me. Bro just crashed, fucked up his die. Okay, so I love that track. Um, it sounds exactly like Earl Swisher. <laughs> um, couldn't be more. Yeah. Um, Earl, uh, um, that's the way he does his thing. The kind of laconic uh, rhymes. It's a good way to explain. You know, good way to rhyme. But he, he does. typically he's not big on rhyming per se. Um, he does inflections and vocal variations. It has meter. Yes, he's very as a as a writer as a poet, which he is. Um, uh, all you got to—I mean, this kid's been doing it since he's like fifteen. He almost feels like an old head in a young body. Kind he's been—he's been rapping more than he's been a, not rapping in his life. <laughs> like he's—he's he's 
an older gentleman now. Um, and I say older, what is he like 30? Maybe okay. is he 30? Um, I don't know. I don't um, know but, but LA had, um, you all love Tyler. You all love this from the same, uh, yes. swamp that produced the brilliance. Um, and it's crazy to think those guys were all working together at a certain point. I think in the future, I think there'll be a renaissance. The of odd future. Odd future. Yeah, right. I think there'll be a renaissance of Odd Future. I think so. Um, too, man. I think Tyler and and Earl need to get back together. I think it would be good for music. both of them. Yeah, and Tyler is not hurting, man. He's arguably made one of the All best right. albums of last year. Yeah, um, that album we uh, kind of premiered it here on the podcast. Some of the best hip hop I've heard in years. Um, and Earl is a little bit more. Um, behind the scenes and in the shadows. He doesn't like the limelight. He's a little bit more of an artist's artist, um, whereas Tyler's a little bit more out there and Tyler, after it. Tyler's fine with the spotlight. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's fine. Um, and he's brilliant. Um, and Absolutely both of these brilliant. men are brilliant. Um, Speaking of old heads. Hey! Um, we found a video from a guy I described as Fat Idris. Um, but it's someone we've both known for decades he's the original lisper Um, cool g rap yeah Um, if you don't know who cool g rap is and by his own name it kind of puts him into a a decade right cool g rap nobody would ever come up with that anymore that's Um, cool with a k if you're wondering thank you Um, three words cool g rap (laughs) Um, cool. this is one Mo of those, D. yeah, cool. Mo D. Same, same. <laughs> same, same. Um, this is one of the forefathers, man. Um, yeah. when they wrote the constitution, they talked about, you know, Hamilton and Jefferson and he's up there, man. This yeah. is a Mount Rushmore guy. I know you guys cool probably G don't know DJ premier dude. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah. Um, uh, Road to the Riches being one of the best things ever written in hip hop. I wore that tape out. Literally till the fucking I couldn't read the songs on the tape. Um, this was like my senior year of high school. He was known as one of the illest dudes um, ever. And there's not a there's not a rapper that's over thirty that doesn't recognize. I know some of the young kids they don't care, and and quite frankly they can suck my dick because they're not very good. Um, there are some that are, but you know who I'm talking about. Um, there are guys out there like, you know, spot him, got him and some like more of the trap shit that quite frankly can't hold a, you know, candle to the genius. That is cool. G rap. Uh, this is with another two other legends, a uh, little fame of MOP, um, who's another legendary group and freeway, Another legendary MC got together to make a track called Wise Guys. And this sounds like 90s hip hop. It feels like it. And I couldn't be happier. These guys are in their 50s and they're still fucking putting down absolute massacres. I'm loving this. It ain't no shame in our game. We do our thing, thing. Get, 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 get a wise guy. Those drums are get so tight. Three major players getting papers by the layers. It ain't no shame in our game. We do our thing. Get a get, 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 get Hi, a wise guy. We do our thing, thing. Nigga, cheese in the cut. Cut Got cheese in the clutch. Woo. <laughs> Boomer yeah. rap, dude. Uh, that's total boomer rap. I'm going to call it boomer rap, and I couldn't be happier. 
Show those him kids what's up. I, that, I that's like a throwback to like subway rap, man. Like those guys, yeah, like I mean, fucking M- just if you know MOP, if you know that kind of that uh, more like Harlem Bedsty sort of style. It's just it's it's in your face. There's not a lot of innuendo. It's like it's not like talking about fucking you up. It's like saying I'm gonna fuck you up. Yeah. Um. There's it. It's very direct and it feels good. And um, remember what scratching was, kids? Oh, That's when a yeah. DJ puts a needle on a record and he makes it sound like an instrument. Nobody does it anymore. Nope. It's kind of dope to hear. Makes me feel good. Makes me feel like I was born in the right time. Yeah. You know? Like I said, so close to the sweet embrace well, of Well, we grew up with, like, Mixmaster Mike fucking scratching <sighs> records out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Different world. Listen. I know. It makes me, it drives me nuts. <laughs> I, I, like, Mix master, cut faster. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and he wasn't even, I mean, you could look. No, at, he's not know, in the top echelon. Kid Koala. And yeah, fucking, there you go. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, I, it, it just breaks my heart. I don't even want to go down the road. There are those lost arts that I know because it's funny. I was talking to Bobby today about, um, I'm listening to, I always listen to all music. I'm saying from fucking death core to fucking, you know, I, I listen to everything. I try to like get a feel for what the vibe is on what's going. Cause there is a zeitgeist in music. There is a uniform um, feeling in music. You can, if you, if you take a step back far enough, you can see the wave of what's happening and we're going back into the 90s of rock. I just discovered three bands that I would call like light, almost like Team Sleep, like light Deftones. Like, right. they, like we're everything's cyclical. And I know eventually in hip hop, um, we are going to get back to the DJ and the MC opposed to the persona and the fucking nothingness that feels like a lot of trap and drill can yeah, be. Yeah. Now there's good people doing it. Don't get me of wrong. Course. Like there's really talented people doing it, but stylistically, I think, um, which is why guys like Earl don't pop up very often. Guys like Tyler almost have to create a niche for themselves. There's no road for guys like that, they have to create their own road and be heard. Um, but man, it's it's good to hear a fucking boom bap. It's just good, good for the soul, my dude. You got any uh, thoughts this week? Anything you want to share with our tens of listeners to uh, improve to our the, dozens? Improve. We are up to dozens. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, recently went to the doctor. Had a checkup after about five years. I'm doing fine. They found a couple things here and a couple things there. Nothing critical. It's all good. Uh, getting, especially working in the industry I work in, restaurant industry, things like health insurance aren't rampant. Um, you only go to the doctor when you have to. Um, I would say if you have the opportunity and the means, because I know not everybody does, I didn't for. 20 years to go to a doctor if you have the opportunity if you can pay into a plan do it um don't think of it as uh they're gonna find out what's wrong with me think of it as they can make your life better um because there's chemicals in your body that need assistance sometimes especially when you're old like us um but even if you're not whether it's mental health whether physical health 
Um, if you have the opportunity to see somebody, talk to somebody, get a diagnosis, do blood work, and that's not going to break your bank, I highly, highly recommend you do it. Um, not only can you catch things early, but you can also feel better. And that's kind of the goal is just to feel better. Um, I found out that 85% of the sleep I do is non-restorative. So I'm probably going to have to wear a CPAP machine or whatever the fuck that's called. Um, so apparently I get one hour of good sleep a night and I wonder why I have to push through workouts and push through work and I'm tired. I just thought it was me. It's something that can be fixed. Great. Let's yeah. fix it. Let's go. Um, I'm very excited about the opportunity to be able to use medical resources. Um, so go if you can. And I know not, and I know not everybody can. I, I, I recognize. But if you can, go get all the blood work and they're going to put things in your butt and it's going to suck and all that. But do it. It's important. <laughs> or they could put a bottle of the devil's cut in your butt. Sounds like a date with me. Devil's butt. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds oh. like a date with me. Digits. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. I'll, uh, I'll make this quick. Uh, we're in the middle of a big fucking thing. And uh, I've been having arguments with really dear friends and family. And we're... After two years, we're still arguing about vaccines and whether or not we should get vaccinated. And we're still arguing about, I guess my only pearl of wisdom would be to pay attention to the, pay attention to the scientists, the right people, the peer reviewed research, the numbers, you know, like there's a huge thing going on in like football, like with analytics and people are like, oh, it's all bullshit. You know what I mean? But overall, it's not bullshit. Like, analytics and math are a big part of our lives, especially in a situation like this. Go get vaccinated. Get your booster. Don't we all want to be done with this nonsense at some fucking point? Don't we all want this disease to go endemic rather than pandemic? And it's yes. just something we have to deal with as an inconvenience rather as something that's controlling our lives. Everyone's pissing and moaning and crying about the government controlling your life. But it's not the government. COVID is controlling your life. And we have the means. We have the means, my friends, to stop this fucking pandemic and make it an endemic. And yes, that means we get to live with it forever but we get to live it with forever in a way that is manageable and uh, take the appropriate precautions and and if i have to get a fucking booster every year for the rest of my life to not have this destroy my friends lives all my health worker friends all of my friends in the hospitality industry then I'm going to do it. I will take that booster every year of the rest of my life cuz that's probably like 3 shots if we're being honest. <laughs> My short-term goal is to make it to 50. Are you Are you calling your shot? I kind of call it my You're shot. You're Babe Ruth in it to left field? I don't know if I'm Babe Ruth in it, but um, I have a feeling somehow this ends tragically. If you, <laughs> if you make it to 50... Mm -hmm. I will have strippers. 
Ooh. Assless chaps. Okay. And no lubrication. Am I wearing the assless chaps? That's my only question. To be continued. 